other siders welcome back to the other side podcast or welcome for the first time if you are joining us for the first time i'm your host tiffany rufino and i am here with the screwdriver to my hammer mr rufino hello everybody hello and uh we just wanted to thank you for joining us today and today's topic is going to be about how to say no no Okay, and that's all. So have a great day. See you next time. <laughs> Thanks for listening. <laughs> totally kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> Thank you for staying with us through that. <laughs> I've been giggling the whole time you were editing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, how to say no. And this came up uh, because Jeff and I, I don't know if you're, well, you'll remember it once I start sharing the story, but I was writing a report for my customer relations class. And you had to talk about a time where a salesperson, like an experience with a salesperson. And so I wrote about the time when we were fairly new to Florida and we were so just naive and gullible and we're at Universal Studios and we um, bump into somebody who's like, hey, if you go to this presentation, you'll get like a hundred dollar gift card or something like that. Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, the timeshare. Yes. And so we, we remember that differently because I had a blast and I just love going, eh, give me my money. <laughs> <laughs> so we were I mean, I think we were we stayed overnight in Orlando, which is why we had the freedom to. Uh, leave the park and go to this presentation because we're like a hundred bucks just for an hour. Sure. Why not? That's money that goes towards the park. And, uh, you know, timeshares typically are high pressure sales where they will do any and everything to get you to purchase uh, a timeshare. And ultimately their goal is to make you feel emotionally vulnerable and feel bad for saying no And so in my report, I wrote that the challenge was with this salesperson is that they never got our buy-in from the beginning. He never asked us where we were from, where we lived, got to know our lifestyle. So had he qualified us for this presentation, he could have saved himself a lot of time. Instead, he was sharing his time with us. Yeah, right. And a hundred bucks. But what happened was, is that he went on and he was very, um, he was very confident He was explaining what the timeshare was like, what the rooms may look like. He showed us, I think, uh, you know, an example of a room because we were at the place uh, that, you know, resembled one of the places we could be staying at potentially. And, you know, spent all this time and he was talking and it was never really engaging us in conversation. We were just following him around like almost as though he's dangling the hundred dollars from a stick in front of us as we're following him around. Like, okay, okay, yeah, that's nice. Okay, can we can we go? (laughs) And then, uh, you know, we we sit down with him at a table and he said, okay, so I'm just, uh, you know, going to draw up the stuff for you, the paperwork. I just need your license and all this information and we both looked at him and we were like, Oh no, we're not going to do this. (laughs) Like that's, that's not a thing. And he got, um, you know, a little pissed off and he got a little more aggressive and, and, you know, stop me if I'm missing any parts to this, but, um, he was like, why, you know, it doesn't make sense. If you go on vacation, you're going to save all this money because then you already have the hotel bought out. And that's one less thing to worry about and all this other stuff. And we kept saying, no, no, no. And it started to get more and more, uncomfortable but jeff and i had already given each other the look 
you know the look when you're with a friend or you're with your partner and you're going into a situation and you have that look of we need to get out of here or this is not mm-hmm. a good thing. And uh, so he ended up getting, you know, the next person to come in so that they can kind of uh, try to play good cop, bad cop. And the guy comes over. And I think one of the first things he says is, you know, um, where are you guys from? And we're like, well, we're from New York, but we live in Florida. And he asks if we have a house here. And we say, yeah. And he's like, how often do you vacation? And we're like, well, we used to vacation all the time until we moved down here. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, we're, we're good. And kind of like walked away with the guy and we're look, left looking at each other like, did that just happen though? But I hear stories all the time of people who are trying to get out of timeshares. You know, Dave Ramsey is somebody that we listen to. And, you know, the contracts are so... Um, What's the word I'm looking for where they're tight? Like you, it's really hard to get out of a contract yeah. that there's, I think, one or two companies out there that try to work with people to negotiate getting them out of timeshares because of how they are suckered into it, especially when they are in touristy areas and they have an opportunity to get into this conversation. So, you know, those people are, you know, in the moment, they're thinking, they're thinking about the reward after the conversation and they're thinking about their next vacation. What a great time they're having. And also then they're thinking about, you know, like this guy that's pressuring them and they're feeling bad because, you know, he's not making the sale and he's making them feel bad about it. And so they ultimately say yes, just to get out of that situation. But they end up getting into a bigger, bigger, worse conversation. I not even conversation situation is what I meant to say. <laughs> yeah, I um I've always despised timeshare uh as a not not as a profession, but just like the sales tactics. Well, real estate runs in your family too, yeah. so you're very well aware. And and for real but real estate is different because real estate is very slow. You 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 know, you at any given point you can But back I just out. mean with the knowledge. Yeah. Having, you know, the knowledge of owning a share of something and not actually owning it, although and, you're paying the cost of real estate for it. And for those of you out there, if there's ever, like, you always want to think about, like, how big a commitment is and use that to judge how long you're going to think about making it. So, like, with a timeshare, it's it, it's so long that you're going to be involved in paying the timeshare off and blah, blah, blah. It's not to say don't do it, but the tactic is don't to, do it. Yeah. <laughs> but because the, there are people out there who have had timeshares and they they enjoy it, you know. But You'd those be are better people off selling them than buying them. <laughs> <laughs> but those are people that are you know in a in a situation where they can take advantage of the what whatever the benefits are. You want to put enough time to think and think through it before you sign and that's always been my problem with the timeshare thing is that they give you enough information for you to think for a week about your decision and have all these conversations and they want you to make that decision in five minutes which is a little unrealistic Uh, the same thing goes for um car dealership with the exception of how high pressured it is i Mm -hmm. think it's more of the period of time that you're there is dragged out just so like you can get to a point where you're saying yes, um, you know, while they work out financing, because that's a big part of how they get paid. I think that there's a lot more wiggle room and I wouldn't compare it necessarily 
to a timeshare as far as how the negotiations go and everything like that. Um, but the, the trouble that I found is that it's hard to say no. And that's what I'm seeing in like different scenarios that people are going through, whether it's personal and it's a loved one that is asking for, uh, you know, something, right. And whether it's your time, whether it's a matter of you doing something for them, whether it's just a, a conversation, I don't know, whatever it is, there's a stressor there. There's a stressor reflex that happens to you where you're putting yourself or your needs to the side to fit somebody else's. So essentially, just like our last podcast, somebody else's um, urgency becomes your emergency, right? And so then you're sitting there and you're like, okay, well, I got to take care of them. And that's where the stress comes in is because you've put yourself to the side and you've put your wants and needs to the side, which, you know, sometimes you have to do that. There, There's a time and a place for that. And you'll know what that is. If it's somebody that is you know, seriously, in an emergency, clearly you're going to stop what you're doing and not be like, oh, I can't believe you got into a car accident. This is like ruining my whole day. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, that's not what we're talking about. But then think about, you know, your relationship to the people who are causing this stress um, factor in your life. Is it friends who are always asking you to do something for them and then it's never a give and take and you just don't know how to say no to them because they're your friend? Is it a coworker that's always asking you for that one favor or for you to show them that one thing that they actually got hired to do for their job, you know, and you're repeatedly teaching them how to do their job when you're clearly not in the same role? There's um, all these different things that stop us from saying no. And I think the first rule of saying no is understanding that no is a complete sentence. Wow. I did not exp- I did not see that coming. <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is. Um I mean, the only the only pushback I would give is that some people have uh, a need to ask, well, why not? And then Because. Yeah. <laughs> Great follow-up. So <laughs> We're done. <laughs> Just so, kidding. But but yeah, it's um there's you know, a you, guilt you that comes the, with it. You have the people that want to overcome the objection. And I think you hit the nail on the head when you say when you say no, that's not really an objection. It's just no, you know, Mm -hmm. it it doesn't work for you in that moment. But what holds us back is fear of the other person being mad because you're not who they needed you to be at that moment in your mind. Mm -hmm. Whereas for them, it was like, I counted on them because this would have made my life so much easier. And now they're not going to do my job for me. And so like. I can't believe it. I'm just not going to talk to them, you know, and that's the reality of it. But in our heads, what we hear is I needed you at like the worst point of my life. I can't believe that you are not here for me and that you're telling me, no, how can you do this to me? How can you even be my friend? And so there's like so many stories that we tell ourselves and just like them asking you for help, you saying no closes the circle closes the circuit, closes the unit, and you don't have to explain yourself. Mm -hmm. But why do we feel like we have to? And there's some sort of, again, I mentioned it before, there's some sort of inner guilt because you're worried about, again, what the other person may think of you. But I think the more often you hear or you get permission to say no and create boundaries with, 
your coworkers, with your friends, with family, with salespeople, that it will be a little more natural for you instead of having it like have this cloud over your head all day thinking about, I hope the other person's okay since I said no. I hope they were able to go on with their day and, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah, I, I don't know. You don't have that problem. <laughs> well, because, and, and it's it's this. It's that when when somebody asks you for something, it's a multiple choice question, right? So either answer, and it's not a quiz. It's not like you you have only one right answer and the scantron's going to come back. Did scantrons? you say scantron? Scantrons are uh, Is that something. like scallions? That's our 1900s reference <laughs> yes. for the day, by the way. Scantrons. Um, but, like, you're allowed to say no, right? So, for me, it it's just like, hey, if you... And I, I've got... Uh, one of my best friends is really good at saying no. Like, he is a prodigy <laughs> at saying no. But the, the whole thing is, like, if we really were going to go down the rabbit hole and somebody was to press it, well, then why did you ask me, right? Like, mm-hmm. instead of, instead of, like, if you, if it was like, I don't have a choice, then you should have probably just told me, like, hey, you're going to do this. But if you were asking me, then I have an option to say no. And if I say no, it should be okay. Right? And Well, that's the other side to it, right? Is that the person asking is anticipating you coming back with sure. Because why would they go to you out of all the people if they thought no was going to be an answer? Nobody wants to hear no. Mm -hmm. And um, when I think about, especially in relationships where you're around each other a lot, you know, it's one thing if it's somebody that you see every now and then it's one thing if it's, uh, you know, somebody you just met in a store, you could say, no, I'm good. Like I think about walking through the mall. How many times do you say no to somebody at the perfume counter who wants to spritz you or somebody who wants to show you a flat iron or this brand new hand cream, you know, they're doing their best to make a sale. And not only do you or do we shut them down, but we do it with body language where we don't make eye contact. We pretend we're searching for something in our pockets, in the bag that we walk faster, start conversation, point at something in the window. And we don't even think twice about how this person feels. And not only that, but we have the nerve to circle the mall back again on the other (laughs) side (laughs) and still not make contact when we pass them again, not even acknowledgement like of a no thank you. Some people do. And sometimes I do, especially during like the busy holiday season, I'll say no, thank you. Um, And that's primarily when I'll go shopping and, you know, they're too busy to even ask me anyway. So maybe that's why I do it. It's a cop out. But it's easier for us to be dismissive or to say exactly how we feel to strangers versus people that we know. And I think it's cause of concern of the relationship. And I think that's a point to bring up with the person if they challenge you on no. And that why is it not okay for me to say no to you? Hmm. I think that's a great question to ask. Yeah, it kind of turns it back around on them. And, and not in a manipulative way. It's not no, like it, intended to be. It, I'm actually, I would actually be curious if I asked that question. It would be, um, you know, I would I would want to know why it's not okay. Like what 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 causes somebody to feel that. They're entitled. That you're, well, that you're obligated mm-hmm. to them, or mm-hmm. that, or that they're entitled mm-hmm. to a yes for for any specific thing. Um, that's an interesting one. And that may come up that you know, well, in the past you've always said yes, so I didn't think it would be a no. And that's where you got to look at. 
Okay, so this is a deviation from the behavior that I've been exhibiting. So I can understand why they're upset because I've never said no, the word to them before, mm-hmm. right? And so there may be cause for not an explanation of why you're saying no, but saying in the past, I've had the opportunity to support you. Today is not that day. Yeah. You know, and that's just another way to explain it without explaining that, no, I just want to stay in my pajamas all day and, and eat ice cream and not see anybody and not have to worry about talking to anybody and telling them that I didn't do anything with my day. <laughs> right. Like, no, I don't want to go out. No, I don't want to help you move. No, I don't want to go shopping with you. And some people feel that. Well, I think also in the culture that we've created that you always have to be on the go, go, go. You always have to be doing something there. Like if you haven't filled up a block of time in your day, then what have you been doing all day? And are you really successful? Is something wrong with you? Are you depressed? Do you need to go see somebody? And, you know, there's a time and place for all those concerns. But, you know, we have that mindset of it's the hustle life. Go out and go do something. But sometimes just having those days where you don't do anything is the break that you need to be able to get to the other side. And it's that mental break that you have to take a vacation or to do things that are limitless. Hey, other siders. Are you looking for the perfect decoration to adorn your home with? Or what about a seasonal wreath for your favorite holiday exactly the way that you want it? Limitless Adornments creates beautifully unique, 100% custom wreaths all year round. Each wreath is handmade and custom made to celebrate your favorite holiday, hobby, or just a place in your home. If you're interested in placing a custom order for your own personalized wreath, look up Limitless Adornments on Facebook, Instagram, and Etsy to make your perfect wreath a reality. Mention the other side to receive 10% off your first order. Okay, so we're talking about how to say no, and we're also talking about the theories behind why no is a complete sentence and that there is no explanation needed, but also why people feel that it's like a bad word. It's a bad four letter word. Cause we add a couple O's at the end. <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Um, and also, you know, how it affects the relationship of the people that are asking you for help that you're telling no to and, and what goes on in our head versus what may go on in their head and so on and so forth. And, I think another side or the other side to this is that the majority of us that are working have this uh, piece of our role where we're selling, you know, whether it's selling a service or selling a product, we're involved in some sort of business where there is money exchanged for something, right? And I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) Or even if you're not in direct sales, if you are a person in an office, you're selling your ideas, you're mm-hmm. selling your your um, program that you created, your reputation, etc. Mm-hmm. If you're a project manager, you're selling your prod. You want your project to get funded, so you're selling that, right? So you're selling your resume for a salary. <laughs> yeah, you you are you are one hundred percent always selling in the business world in some capacity. Mm-hmm. And so when you are a seller, when somebody tells you no, the first thought is to go into spin selling and saying why this is of value to the person that's going to be buying it and why they should. And so getting shut down as a salesperson is a different feeling than getting shut down as a friend to friend and understanding that, you know, they may not have the headspace that you need 
them to have in order to complete the task. And so like, if I were to ask Jeff for a favor and he tells me, no, I'm going to, you know, punch him in the throat, but (laughs) (laughs) just kidding. Um, But, you know, at that same time, if he tells me, no, I respect his face because there's some reasons there's something that's holding him back from being able to accomplish a task. So that's when I either do it myself or I wait for a later period of time. But we just have that respect for each other where it's just like, okay, cool, you know, move on, move forward. I think it's different um, for different genders. I think it's different for different relationships. I think it's different in different categories. Again, whether it's business, personal or friendship or, you know, like a love life sort of thing. Um, Even when I say no to the dogs, I feel bad. (laughs) You know what drives me crazy? Speaking of no is no. (laughs) Speaking of uh, no, it's when you you ever on the phone with a friend of yours and you say, I got to go. And suddenly they need like an additional 20 minutes to either find out why you have to go or Oh, and let me just tell you this one last thing. Like most of my friends, we're at the point where if one of them says I have to go, okay, done. It's it's like heaven. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. That was that was a thing that was weighing in my head. Um, but I do want to say that there is a a big separation between a business no and a personal no, right? Because in business, you want to keep kind of the relationship going you want like uh one of the things when i used to work in retail that drove me nuts was when a customer would walk in the store and i was in a sales environment and they would not let me do my my spiel right and the my mentality at that point was i'm not a telemarketer like i'm not calling you at dinner you got in your car turned the ignition and drove to my establishment where we sell we we sell a particular item one item so if you came here at least let me do the thing even if you're gonna say no at the end you know it's not like you're at a carnival right and like i'm not trying to distract you you yeah. came here for this purpose <laughs> yeah we're not it's not like you went to a car dealership and they're saying hey look at these clicky clacky things <laughs> it's literally you the thing that you came in like the type of store you came in that's what we have in front of you and that's what i'm trying to show you so it would drive me nuts but on a personal how would you handle that though like would you as the salesperson would you go in the back and complain about that person would you roll like it was there any display of emotion in that business role whether on the floor or in the back room in the i mean in the back room you're always saying something but um (laughs) it it, i think it boils down to conversation control i always believe in stating what the scope of your conversation is and when somebody says no then i restate what my purpose is so my intention is to help you with the thing you said you wanted help with if i'm incorrect in assuming that let's start at the beginning again and tell me why what, what it is I can help you with, and then we can go from there. Let's just reestablish what the, what the baseline is. And in business, the baseline is, I mean, between customer and seller, it's almost like a dance, right? Like a, mm-hmm. it's almost a an adver- adversarial relationship where you want to pay less for the thing, and I want to make you pay more for it, which is fine. That's, that's how it works. And so I'm going to tell you the value of the thing, and you're going to tell me why that value doesn't matter to you. And we go back and forth, and we meet somewhere. 
But the premise is that you are a participant in the in the process. And if you're not, then let me know. And, t- you know, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll save you some time. What right? was the name of that dance that we love to watch on? Um, so you think you could dance? It the, was like the tango, but the it was like the pasa doble. Yeah, I was like plaza did something. <laughs> <laughs> What's it called? The pasa doble. Pasa doble, which I, is like a very intense tango. It's yeah, the, I just remember the the, the dance the of the bull. Is that what that one is? I guess I don't know. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tap out on that and say I, I honestly do. But not we know. criticized it so well. You have to know what it is. <laughs> I, I just know that there was a lot of like spinning and really <laughs> and close to the ground, and then yeah, stomping and <laughs> and it, great outfits and fabulous dancing and things we couldn't do, but we spoke like we could. Yeah, like oh, the angles are all wrong on that. Look at the lines, <laughs> terrible. I, I think right here is where I would challenge our listeners to think about the last time they said no and how they felt. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's been a while since they've said no to turning things down, I'm wondering if part of it is they're afraid of giving up an opportunity. And, you know, especially with the job market being what it is and people's experiencing different changes and challenges and opportunities if they are afraid of breaking a relationship or breaking a, a tie, or they're afraid of what their own possibilities are because they're so used to what the possibilities were and going into the unknown is a little scarier. And I think of, you know, come up with a list of different ways to say no, you know, just so you start practicing, but practice just with those words, like try to cut it down into as little as possible and create new meanings for it. So, you know, um, not allowed here. <laughs> okay. What does that stand for? Nah, yeah. not allowed here. Mm-hmm. You know, so you could just say it like that, but you know, in your head, no, that's not allowed here. Like that offer that you gave me or that question that you just asked me to do, that's not allowed here, <laughs> you there know? You go. So that's, that's my new phrase. Nah, not allowed here. I'm tired um, of saying no. <laughs> you also want to think about when and what. Like, if you understand when and why you're saying no. Like, for example, in a job market, you might not say fully yes. And in some in some cases, you don't have it. You know, you may feel like you don't have a choice, right? Like a, a job gets offered to you and you've been looking for months. But say no to yourself. Like, no, I'm not going to settle. This is not going to be my stomping ground mm-hmm. forever. This is not what I want to do challenge yourself to continue looking for the thing that you do want to do so that you're not growing roots in a place that is not giving you the water you need. That's a great point in creating a boundary for yourself of how far you will let yourself uh, either turn down things or not turn down things because sometimes we take too much on and, you know, for a job role, because uh, it's lacking in other areas and we think it's going to look good for our future when we're not realizing the people that have, put us in that position may be doing that because we're just saying yes all the time. And we're that helpful Susie Q that's going to jump and do whatever you need at that point in time, but not also get the movement needed in the career path and the skill level to move forward in that role. It may sound cheesy, but one thing you may want to try doing is create a mission statement for yourself, whether it's a mission statement for your personal life, a mission statement for, um, for your, 
I would do anything <laughs> for love, but I won't do that. <laughs> that's a good I'm one. I'm sorry, that's the first thing that came to my mind. So maybe that's your mission statement. And that's when you respond with nah. <laughs> nah, it's not allowed here. But um, if you if you have a mission statement, it clarifies what exactly your your goal is and what your what your perp you're you're doing things a little more purposefully, so that when if somebody comes up to you like say in business and your mission statement is this specific statement, and you get a request that's outside of that, it makes the no easier because you say, well, I already have a mission statement that I'm only going to sell oranges. Because that's my mission statement. That's what I want to do. That's what gives me passion and purpose. And somebody comes along and says, hey, I have all these bananas. Well, that's not that's not an orange. So I'm not doing that. And or you could just say, I can't. I'm on a mission. Uh-huh. <laughs> and but it, it's it makes it easy. It may make it easier for you to say it yourself and not feel bad about it because this is out of scope for me. This is not the thing that I want to pursue. And therefore, I can very easily say no. Yeah, because I think it gives a reason in in your mind, at least, because when a lot of times when we say no and we get the challenge of, well, why not? We're fumbling because in our mind, we can't think of a why not. But if you have that thought in your mind, like you said, of I'm focusing on oranges, you can just say, because that's not what works for me right now. Yeah. Nah, I'm in, good. in your personal life, it could be, hey, I'm going to take a little more time to myself to relax because I'm, I'm a workaholic. Go, go, go. And so on. And when you start drilling down, you can say, you know, Thursdays, I have, I usually have Thursdays off of work. And so Thursdays, I'm not doing anything. I'm going to take time for me. I'm going to read a book, you know. Take it a, never works out that way, but at least you're taking time for yeah. you. <laughs> and, and then if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, can you do this thing on Thursday? You have something to weigh it against mm-hmm. where you can say, well, how badly do I want to give up the time that I've committed to myself? So now you have to say no to yourself in order to go to do that thing. I think that's right? a great point in having something to weigh it against and having that balance. Like that's how, how a lot of decisions are made. It's either this or that. And you're going to choose the one that works best in your favor. And if being liked in that moment works best in your favor, that's what you're going to choose. Unless you're weighing it against, again, what you said, what's most important to you, because you will give up being liked to have what's most important to you in that moment. Yeah. And something around that is in our behind the scenes, um, moment today on Patreon. There's there's a story that I want to share with our patrons about that specific notion of having the thing that's important to to me and had that not be interrupted by, well, I just want to be liked by whoever. Yes. And we will have some training materials by the end of uh, the week for our patrons working through how to uh, say no and work on a mission statement. Nice. Uh, tell our listeners again how they can join. So if you go to patreon.com forward slash, it? it's P-A-T-R-E-O-N uh, dot com and forward slash uh, Tiffany Rufino. And for any non-computer users out there, the forward slash is the one by the question mark on your <laughs> keyboard. And Rufino is with one F, not two. Although we love being associated with the wine. Hit us up. Um, <laughs> we spell it with one F. Yeah. Tiffany R U F I N O. 
Perfect. And also don't forget to subscribe to our text messages so that this way you can get uh, updates on the podcast or just simple notes to get you through uh, a motivational or inspirational deficit. And until then, stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and share. We'll see you next time on The Other Side Enterprise.